everybody, it's Pine Size Diva, and welcome to season four of It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast. As we always do over here, we're real, raw, to the facts, from the front to the back row. This season, we will be incorporating some video reels of podcasts and certain things that I didn't get to say in the episode. So make sure you follow me on social media on It's Hard to Be Me, that's ITS. H-A-R-D, the number two, B-E-M-E. I want to apologize in advance for the season coming out so late in the game. And it's been a while since I've put out one. But you know, in order for your girl to take care of business, she had to handle season three's business. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll understand why. I'm gonna give you guys an update on that and so much more. So again, welcome to season four of It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast. Why in the hell did it take so long for me to bring the podcast back to you guys? I know it's been a long couple of months and we're about to get this update before season four goes up in full effect. Welcome to It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast. I'm your host, Pine Size Diva, and I am not going to stretch this out no more than it has to be. So let's get into it. Now, when I finished the season at the end of December, I had already pre-recorded some things um, because of how everything went. If you're not familiar with what happened um, with me, make sure that you go to season three and listen to that. That is the decision series. It was probably one of the hardest series to put together to put on the podcast, but I promise you, if you go back and listen to it, it's going to be beneficial for your life. And I know that you will learn a lot from it. But I went through October through, what's the word I'm looking for? From October to where I am now. Oh my God, it's been so much. I mean, guys, the last time you guys left off from me is that in, I had took a staycation in September and then I went and got my mammogram in October and they found something. Now, before I go ahead and get this started, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out here. I usually like to spare people when it comes to certain things, but in this case, I don't think I am. I'm going to go as far legally as I can, and then I'm going to double back. So in that case, let's get into the shits and giggles. So last time you guys left off, I had gotten my mammogram for the year. I had gotten my ultrasound. I had got my biopsy. That's where I didn't tell you guys the rest. So here goes. I wind up, I got my results. Well, I was technically supposed to get my results November 2nd. I didn't get my results to December 14th when it came to my mammogram. Don't ask me why. Couldn't begin to tell you. I just did not get it. Well, let me take that back. I know why I didn't get them because my doctor's office did not give them to me. Now, one thing about y'all that I told y'all from this podcast, I will be with y'all from day one. I will shoot it straight from the hip. And what happened is, is that my doctor's office dropped the bomb. They dropped the ball so hard. I mean, it made it virtually impossible for me to get seen before the top of the year. And what gets me the most is this. I got my biopsy on October 28th. I never forget that day because I had to take off work and I went through all types of hell to get there. Took the day off work, got the stuff done, and they told me 
we can have the results from you in two to five business days. I'm like, perfect. Go ahead and get it over with. So if there's anything that we need to get done, we can go ahead and get it. It won't be a problem. Let's go ahead and get it done. So I called the place where I got the mammogram from. Oh, because of who your doctor is, you have to go over to your doctor's office and they will have to call you. The lady hops on the phone and was like, I'm not going in advance. I'm not saying no names, no hospital names. I'm not about to get sued. I'm not going to put allegedly on this on this podcast because I want to make sure I tell my truth the way that I lived it. OK, so the lady calls me, tells me, oh, you have to hear from your doctor. I said, God dang it. OK, cool. So I contact them. Oh, we have not heard from the clinic. We don't know what's going on. Now, because I've had three other major incidents with this office, I didn't trust them as far as I could throw my panties. And quite frankly, I could throw them very far. So what I did is I double checked and I went behind them and I was like, hey, just letting you know, this is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, we have not heard every time we've reached out to them. We have not heard anything. They won't answer our phone calls. Like it got to the point where I was having to reach out to both places in order to get them to talk to me, to tell me about, to tell me about my body, which they did not do. So henceforth, I play phone tag with both of them. That is my primary care physician and also the, uh, the um breast the breast clinic that I went to. I literally played phone tag with them for hmm for about four days. I was getting pissed off beyond reprieve for days because they would not tell me what was going on. Nobody would even give me a sense of what was going on, but they wanted me to be quiet, be patient. Ugh, no. So basically what happened is I wind up, I wind up finally getting in contact with them and they was like, oh, I pretty much, oh, well, we want you to go see a breast surge for proper possible surgery. This is me back that thing up because why am I having to go see a breast surgeon? Right of fact, I'm going too fast. Let me move back. Maybe one more step. I call said breast clinic. They told me, oh, by the way, pint size diva, we found this mass in your breast. We are suggesting that you have surgery. You need to contact your, your primary care physician to make an appointment to talk to them. And then they would direct you from there. This is my thing. If you are the people that looked at my breast, cut my breast open, get the shit out. Why you can't suggest me to somebody? You, I told y'all when I came up in this bitch that I didn't trust this office, but yet you decide, oh, you have to go through them. <sighs> Bullshit. So I call my primary care physician. They BS me around, would not return my phone calls pretty much made it virtually impossible for me to get these things done in a timely professional manner. They sat on this from, they literally sat on this situation from November, make sure I get this right, from November 8th into December 14th. Okay. Now, mind you, anything could have been wrong with me. And I do mean anything could have been wrong with me. 
they drug their damn foot so hard that they waited to December 14th to talk to me. Now, I say this. What pissed me off the most about all of this is that I feel like somebody should have been open enough to tell me what was going on, which nobody didn't. I don't feel like that I was given the respect I deserve when I was paying my money and it was spending and swiping green like everybody else. Okay. So I finally, December 14th, they call me, oh my God, Pastor Steve, I'm so sorry. I, um, um, well, I told this person to do it and they didn't do it, but I told this person to do it and they didn't do it. I was like, why are we doing so many, um, we got approved, but we didn't type of moments. I never understood that. So they said, oh, we want to go ahead and get this done before the end of the year. We know you have been waiting and waiting to get this done. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everybody kept telling me, don't worry, but ain't nobody telling me what's going on. Okay. Capiche. So I'm steady stressed out about it. Now, mind you from the last time I talked to you guys, which and which about this was in October. That was at the, at the beginning of it when I didn't know everything that was going on. Okay. Now I've gotten more information along the way and it's pissing me off. Why? Because they play with my feelings and they play with my health. Then they will tell me to calm down, be careful, all these things. Okay, why are we calming down and why are we being careful? If there's nothing wrong, why are y'all telling me this? Okay. So basically... They try to get me an appointment. They say, oh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's Rona. You know, we, these days I just got a notification about that. You can't say that the C word, you have to say that thing in the air or that, that, the, the, the sneezes. If you don't, they'll block you, they'll block your channel. So I'm just going to be careful with that. So if you hear me saying the sneezes, you know what it is. Oh, because of that, we're backed up. We don't have anybody that can help you. We're going to wait to the top of the year. I'm like, what? What the what the f like I am cursing I am trying not to cuss on here because I just read the new rules and regulations and you cannot say a whole bunch of stuff so y'all gonna hear my mouth be real I mean okay so we sit up here they tell me they can't see me to the top of the year all of a sudden about three days later I get a call from the breast surgeon's office which they were phenomenal from the beginning to the end phenomenal okay once I go back in April and get a second all clear, I'll tell you who they are. But until then, they were phenomenal to this point. So they call me and, oh, we want to schedule an appointment. We want to make sure, blah, blah, blah. This was my thing to them. Now, mind you, they, they called me, but they called me at 6.30 at night. But I couldn't call them back because they closed at 4. What the fuck? Just saying. This is me. I don't know what y'all been told. Or what has happened. But ain't none of you mother gonna touch me, not touch, touch me until I find out what's going on. Cause what we not about to do, we are not about to go snippy snip, cut a cut, nip and tuck on your girl. And you ain't told me what's going on. We ain't doing that business. Okay, we're not doing that. So the lady was like, oh, well, we have to get us getting, we don't have to do a god thing. I said, you not gonna touch me. And I did do the black woman clap hands. You not going to touch me 
until I know what's going on. I clapped out all the syllables. Yes, I did. I am guilty. My name is Pine Size Diva and I went real African-American that fast. So the label's like, okay, well, I'll have somebody call you back. Okay, I need you to do that in the words of T.I. expeditiously. Okay. So about two days later, I get a call. They miss it. I'm at work. Mind you, I work two jobs and I do this. So that's a lot going on. Okay. So again, they call me again. I run to answer the phone like I'm running, running to answer the phone because I'm like, somebody going to tell me what's going on. I done already alerted both of my jobs. I've already, since the last time I talked to you guys, I took a second job. So just in case something happened and I had to pay all this money that I will be prepared because I don't like asking people to help me out when they don't have to. I don't want to have to ask anybody for that type of thing, you know, because everybody's going through financially and who am I to ask somebody to help me out with the amount of money that was needed. Okay. So what happened was this, the lady called me back and she was like, pine size diva. I don't want you to worry. I don't want you to worry. We just want to come, have you come in for a consultation. We're going to explain everything that's going on. We're going to tell you everything is going on. And then we can go from there. This was me. I was like, it's so many people that have given me misinformation that I don't trust nobody right now. I said, and that's not me giving you guys no grief, no nothing. It's the fact that I've been told so many lies that I don't feel comfortable trusting anything that comes out of anybody's mouth until I learn something different. I am going to take care of me. That is where I was and I'm sticking to it. The lady gets on the phone. She makes the appointment. She's when I say she was so sweet, her bedside manner was better than both of the offices I had been to. Because when I tell y'all at the end how much money I dished out and all the financials that came behind this, you're going to shit bricks. Just saying. So we make the appointment. The lady was like, don't worry. Don't worry. I said, well, I still want to hear from somebody. What is going on? Well, technically, we can't tell you. Okay. HIPAA violation. I get it. You got to protect yourself. No problem. I don't have no problem with that. So I have the nurse call me about two weeks later and she tells me yes they did find something we do want to bring you in to make sure that it's nothing extra we'll discuss your options with you let you know exactly what's going on and then we can move on with life okay now again this is the first piece of communication I've gotten so for me I don't have my hopes up I don't have any of those things I just want to make sure that I'm going to be, I'm going to be all right. And if I'm not going to be all right, I need to make sure that I prepare myself mentally for what's about to happen. Okay. Now I pause in between to say this for any woman that has dealt with any kind of cancer, going to those doctor's offices can be quite scary. I didn't realize how much of a trigger it was for me until I had to do it on my own. The fear that goes into those offices, people picking and probing on you is something that I do not wish on anybody. For any woman that is going through anything right now, I love you. I stand with you. I'm with you. I am rooting for you. I am supporting you all the way through. I promise you I am because I never realized how much a trigger it was for me until it happened to me. 
So I talk to the lady. The lady tells me um, on the phone to not worry. Go ahead and finish getting through the holidays. And then we will discuss. I tell her, okay. I let Christmas go by. Soon as the new year popped in, I tried to get the first appointment they gave me. And so I, I went. Now, mind you, this on the other side of town. So I had to come from one end of town to another. Okay. When I went to this side of town, now, mind you, everybody that lives in any city, country, state, whatever, they know that there's two different sides or four different sides to every area that you live in. So the area that I lived in literally was probably one of the best areas I could have went to for care. The streets were clean. Everything was pristine. The staff was quick and efficient. They were professional. It was the creme de la creme of stuff. Okay. So base. So this is how I went. When the doctor's office and I, and now mind you, I asked them on the phone. If you don't know this about pint size diva, you're going to learn this today. When it comes to doctors, needles, hospitals, anything that beat med, um, machine wise, I have very high anxiety. Why? Because of everything that I've seen within my life. I have extremely high anxiety. It raises my blood pressure and go, it makes me have the shakes. It's really, really bad. So if you don't tell me what's going on from the top of it, I am not going to want to sit and be a willing participant. Okay. So I get in there. I ask them before I get there. Hey, are you guys going to do blood work? Are you going to do blood pressure? Because I have high anxiety when it comes to doctor's offices, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. The lady told me, no, we're going to come in. You're going to sign in. You're going to pay your copay and we're going to see. Okay, cool. I'm like, no stress. When I get back into the office or whatever, I pay my copay to get the, all the information. This helped to take my blood pressure, everything. My anxiety immediately go through the roof. Internally, I am shaking like the hard shape. Like, do the Harlem shake. Dun, 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 dun. That is me. That That is me all day long. I am scaredy, scaredy, kitty, 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 kitty. That is me. I promise you, I don't know what it is about me and doctor's offices, but it gives me a, it gives me a anxiety that I didn't even realize that I had until I got an adult. And that's just me being honest. So she take her, her business. She said, oh my God, your number is high. I said, I'm just telling you, I told the lady on the phone. I told the lady before I got here. I told everybody when it comes to doctor's offices, I have very high anxiety. So you're going to see, you're going to see it. I just thought I'll warn you. Okay. I warned everybody before I got there. So it wasn't no secret how I was feeling. We get to the back, my leg is shaking, I'm pacing the floor, I'm crying, I'm just an emotional wreck because again, I have been through all of this from October 4th when I got my original mammogram to now, which is January, I think it was January, I think it was January 16th, 17th, that's a long time in between. My nerves had already been on fire, I had already pretty much cried every day. I have pretty much just been a hot mess for a very long time. And everybody was wondering why 
I was just falling apart the way that I was, it's because you hear something like this, but nobody tells me anything, but then you want to get mad. And then you want to get mad. I, uh, I don't, I don't function in that headspace. So the lady come back there just so happened that the nurse was, um, she just had be African-American. When I say that lady saw my face, she saw what kind of mess I was in. She pretty much pulled the, like the, her assistant, she told her to leave. She put everything down and she straight up. So she sat down with me and she let me talk. When I say that was the most beautiful 15 minutes of my life, I pretty much dumped everything I was spilling on that lady. I told her, I said, I just need somebody to hear me. I needed somebody to hear me. Just hear me out. You know, and it, it was one of those things where I just wish I could have been heard. And she told me, she said, it's okay. She said, I apologize for what you're going through. We're going to take a break and hear from my sponsor and we'll be right back. Welcome back. So as you heard in the top, I was at the breast surgeon's office. The lady let me vent, which was my doctor. She told me basically that the mass that they saw was the size of a the size the size of a little bigger than a sweet pea. She said when they went in and got the sample, they pretty much got most of it out. She told me that they didn't feel like that I needed to have surgery because of where it was. I do have to go back in April and get a second checkup just to make sure everything is okay. Now, mind you, this was something, all I wanted was the information. I didn't want to be a pest. I didn't want to be a diva. I didn't want to act like I ain't had no sense. I just wanted to know what was going on. Why did it take from October 4th to almost January 20 something in so many words to get this. The thing is that we always, and this is gonna bring up a very topic, very uh, much needed topic to talk about. And people can say whatever they want about me. It is a shame that in 2022, in the world we live in, that when women of color have a complaint or something is going on, they wait three, four, five, six, seven months to speak or give us any care. I got this done in October. Why did it take the January for me to get seen, get heard seriously? And I only got that done because the person that I dealt with was a woman of color. It shouldn't have been like that. I could have, if it happened in October, and from what I was told after I left the second office, she said, we had openness in December. We could have seen you. We could have seen you right after Thanksgiving. Or we could have saw you before Thanksgiving. That means that my concern was not heard enough or wasn't deemed important enough for you to make my appointment for me because I couldn't make it myself. I had to pretty much go off on people be looked at as the angry black woman and all of those things in order to get seen. And that's something that I just, I just don't agree with. I don't sign on for. 
I think it's a little disrespectful and I think it's unethical. So I left that doctor's office and I felt a sense of relief that I've never had in my life. But I am still dealing with the trauma of that now, which this is February, I think 25th when this is being recorded. Um, I honestly did not have the motivation to get back on um, to talk on my podcast because mentally I was a hot mess. I was going through a lot and still I, and still am going through a lot. Um, but I felt like this particular story needs to be told. And why not use my own platform to get the message out there that if you have something going on, and you feel like that your medical team is not listening to you, not taking you seriously, they're not doing what they're supposed to do, you jump over their head and you do what you got to do to save your life. In my case, in this space, I thank God that I was able to have a great team in the second office who actually saw me. Didn't see my color, they saw me. And I was able to get the things that I needed to get done. But everybody is not as fortunate as am I. And I say that for the statements I'm about to make in a few minutes. But I, I'm, I'm still emotionally traumatized for it, be, for it because I know for a fact that had I not had the wherewithal to keep my foot on their neck, ain't no telling what would have happened to me. What if... They would have never saw me. What? I'm just, I'm just, I just think about it sometimes and I'm like, and I'm thinking of like, oh my God, what if I would have, ne- what if they would have never heard me? What if they never would have listened to me? I would have been screwed. I, I, I would have been screwed. Like, why, why is it so hard to hear people when they say something is wrong? And this ain't, this is not a race issue. This is not any of that. But if something is wrong, make sure you do not feel like you can't say anything. Because for a while, that's how I felt. And I'm happy that I followed my first mind and I actually was able to get the care that I needed. And when I go back in April, I'm going back to the same people on the other side of town in the good old nasty neighborhood because at the end of the day I need the best care that I can and if I'm not gonna get it on the side of town I'm at the least I could do is go somewhere else and get it it shouldn't be like that but it is and I don't think it's fair but at the end of the day I I don't I don't get it but I do get it you know because you have people every day that go for medical care and they don't get respected. And then as soon as something happens, they want to throw you on 15, 25,000 different medications allegedly. And everything is everything. I don't want to be a medicine girl. If I can figure it out on my own organically, changing my diet, changing my mental state, then I will do those things. I do not like medicine. I don't like hospitals. I don't like any of those things. They give me extreme high anxiety. So since I know what triggers me, I'm going to do what I got to do on my end to make sure that that trigger is not bust. So what let me get let me help y'all get down to the financials of it okay so for 
My original mammogram, I did not have a copay because it's covered with my insurance once a year to get a mammogram, okay? Oh yeah, forgive me for yarning. Because I'm getting quite tired, so sorry. The original mammogram cost, I didn't have a, um, I didn't have a copay, which I was very grateful for. When I went back for the, for the, for the um, ultrasound, it was $250, not including what insurance, that's not including the insurance. That's just my copay and whatever insurance would cover. So what happened was the second time I went, I got a ultrasound done. That means I had to pay the doctor fee from that, which wound up being $195. I had to pay $250 for my copay, which I paid to the doctor's office. And then I had a, um, a bill from the actual place for the nurses that took care of me, which it was two, and that was $285, okay? That's almost six, $700, give or take, according to how you look at it. That's the second visit. The third visit, I had to have a biopsy. I had to pay $750. Then I had the anesthesiologist, they gave me the medicine to numb my breast. That was $195 as well. Then the doctor's fees was $275. Then the procedure was $2,738.42. Then I had to pay for the medicine, which was $75. Mind you, I have already paid $750. I always call my insurance to ask them, how much is this going to cost me if you had a ballpark, okay? The person on the phone will say, okay, this is what the ballpark is going to be. It could be higher or lower, or lower according to the hospital. Okay, cool. These bills, I have been asking for those bills. Everything happened in October. I have been asking for those bills since November 15th. Tell me why I got them bills at the top of January when I was trying to get all those bills paid because I knew that it all of us going to hit me like a wrecking ball. Mind you, the $250 and the $750 I paid to the doctor's office. Tell me why they took my money and then I still had to pay more money. Then they called themselves trying to give me my money back. But they only gave me a little bit of it. They kept $350, refunded some. Okay. And then sent me a five, five bill. I mean, the bill was disrespectful. I was sitting in my mind thinking, this is why I got a second job. This is why I got a second job. This is why I got a second job. Like I was so dang stressed. So between all three procedures, I probably got billed maybe like $3,000. And all I had was a biopsy and an ultrasound. Okay. Then the doctor's office I went to to get the appointment done for my, um, to see if I had to have surgery, the copay was $50. I had to pay for transportation to get out there. Um, it's just been a lot. I'm not even going to lie to you, not even going to hold you. It has been a lot financially, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically. It has been a lot. I'm not going to try to act like I'm all right as of what's today's day. Make sure I get this right. As of February 27th, when I am recording this video, I have experienced emotional trauma from 
this experience because every time I tried to get ahead of things and ask questions and things like that, my answers got overturned. I got overlooked. People kept telling me to be patient. I was patient. I was trying to be patient. I'm trying not to be patient. 1,254,975 of people that have not gotten proper care. And because of that, they have already gained their angel wings. I did not want to be that person. So I was trying to be extremely proactive when it came to my care, which is something that they always proclaim that people of color are not. I was trying to be proactive about my care and still did not get treated properly, which pissed me off umpteenth to the max. I will say this. I understand that things are different now, but if you can have somebody with you when you go get your medical care, please do. Because the last thing you want to do is go get medical care and nobody hears you. Nobody's able to advocate for your care and nobody is there to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Again, I from October to middle of January, my finances are still trying to recover from all this money that I've paid because I have to make sure that everybody is paid because every time I don't pay somebody, it goes on my credit report, which is going to make my credit trash, which is going to put me in a hole even more. Okay. Then I'm still fighting with my primary care physician because they did some things they weren't supposed to do. And I'm trying to get that rectified as soon as possible. So mental state as of February 27th, when I'm recording this video or podcast, whichever one you get first, am I okay? Absolutely not. The stress of everything that has happened on top of other things that have happened, it is taking a toll on me. Um, my mind can never really relax. I can go to bed at one in the morning and wake up at seven, like ain't nothing happened. And I will function all day in that space. In my mind, that is not good. I'm working on her. Um, I'm making some major life decisions that's going to cause me more strife than I ever thought, but I'm really trying to work on those things as well. I wanted to make sure that I told my story the way I want to tell my story, T-A. T-A-L-E as opposed to T-E-L-L because I feel like a lot of times that when women of color speak, they only want to hear us be ratchet. They only want to hear us when we're about to bust somebody in the face. They want to hear it when it's going to be about weave, fighting over a man, and this is not what this is about. This is about a young woman. Excuse me, y'all. I told you I'm getting sleepy. This about a young woman they went for something as basic as a mammogram and wind up having to have three, four procedures because nobody communicated. And that got on my nerves. I just want you guys to know that as of now, again, as of February 27th, 2022, I'm okay. I go back April 5th, I think, to get the to get another um, ultrasound and all that stuff on what they're going to do. I don't know what's going to happen. Could not begin to tell you. But I just wanted to say thank you for all the love on my social media. Thank you so much for inboxing me, for asking me how am I doing. I'm okay today. I am very grateful that I've come out on the other side of this. And I'm going to continue to come on the other side of this. Because every woman has not had the same experience. And so has not every male. So I don't want to take for granted in what I'm feeling the trauma from this is going to take way longer to heal because this was something that I did not expect. But 
I'm going to do something I normally don't do with my podcast. I usually do it on my social media when it's just me and the camera and people are communicating back to me. But I feel like this is so essential that it's going to be perfect here. I will say this. Please be very proactive about your health. Do not let things go by the wayside and you don't address them. I am having to learn that myself because as soon as I look at the money aspect of it, I would turn away. And with this experience, I have learned that I can no longer do that. So please make sure you are being proactive about it. I thank God for where he has brought me because if I look like what I've been through, if you want to, again, if you want to, you can listen to the remainder of this. This is a timestamp. If you don't want to listen after this, that is absolutely fine. But for people who pray, for people who pray, who, who are Christian and people who want to hear this prayer, continue and bow your heads. If you choose to, no judgment, whatever your uh, religious belief is, that's your business. Father God, I just want to thank you. Thank you for giving me the strength to be able to tell my story the way I see fit and control my own narrative. I thank you for the many people on this podcast that's going to hear it. And I hope that it makes them realize that anytime you step in a doctor's office, if you don't fight for your care or have somebody there to fight for your care, you would not get taken seriously. Lord, I thank you for what you've already done. I thank you for what you haven't done. I thank you for what you're about to do in my life. I am praying for continuously help and strength from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet internally and externally i pray for every person that's going to listen to this podcast i pray for every person who's going to get mad because there's a prayer on the end and try to block it i pray for their salvation as well lord i thank you for keeping my mind everything else might be going haywire in a handbasket but i am grateful god that you kept my mind i am praying prosperity health and strength and wellness and wealth and and happiness and joy over not only my life and my family's life but everybody's life that is on any social media that i touch in any podcast that they listen to i know that things in this world has gone to a needle in the haystack but long as we got grace mercy in you there is nothing that we can not do i'm so grateful to be wrapped in your arms and i'm thankful that you are my father Lord, I'm praying for our world. And as of February 27th, other countries are at war. I pray for their citizens. I pray for their soul and I pray for their mental as well. Keep us, Lord. And at the end of the day, let the prophecy of the Bible be fulfilled. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been my life update when it came to my booby scare. I will keep you guys updated throughout season four. Um, you would know if something's going on because the content will change or I will take a permanent hiatus. I just want to thank you for your love and your text messages, your inboxes. If you are interested in promoting your brand business or anything to that plethora with it's hard to be me, email me at it's hard number two b-e-m-e-2 at gmail.com that's i-t-s-h-a-r-d the number two b-e-m-e the number two again at gmail.com please stay safe as they get ready to lift these mandates be safe and do what's best for you 
in your life. Make sure you take care of yourself and each other. I love you to the moon and back. My team divas, bye. Mental health is more important than ever before. And trust me, you guys, this product has balanced my mood, allowed me to focus and regain a sense of self. Introducing to some and reintroducing to others. Ashwagandha gummies from Goli Nutrition. These are made with vitamin D, which we all love, and provide the extra relaxation after a long day. Here's what I want you all to do. If you're on my social media, click in my bio. But if you go to www.goli.com and put in the code TKDIVA for your percentage off, and you'll be glad you did. Again, the code is TKDIVA for your percentage off. Thank you so much to Golden Nutrition for sponsoring this portion and the brand collaboration for this podcast. Holla.